This is my country under God, a 9-11 salute to America's servicemen and women on Equestrian Legacy Radio. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children or working on some stage in L.A.? Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor or did you just sit down and cry? Did you weep for the children Lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people Who walked from the rubble And sob for the ones left below Did you burst out with pride For the red, white, and blue And the heroes who died Just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven For some kind of answer And look at yourself And what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us, and the greatest is love. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Teaching a class full of innocent children, or driving down some cold interstate? You feel guilty cause you're a survivor In a crowded room did you feel alone Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her Did you dust off that Bible at home Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened Close your eyes and not go to sleep Did you notice the sunset First time in ages to speak to some stranger on the street. Did you lay down at night and think of tomorrow? Go out and buy you a gun. Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching and turn on out of the series runs? Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers? Stand in line and give your own blood. Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family? Thank God you had somebody to love. I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. But I know Jesus I talked to God and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love 
to a simple word, free, that became the basic force in this land of liberty. The dark forces of the world brought terror everywhere. Nation after nation fell into misery and despair. An iron curtain ringed their lands to deaden hope and pride. They stared out on their ravaged land where countless masses died. Before the tyranny of those who felt it was their given right to brutally impose their will upon those who had lost their will to fight. And much of the world fell to that darkness to live where there was no light. A wall was built to keep apart the free man from the slave. And many of those from behind that wall found an early grave in their attempts to find freedom. They knew somewhere was there. For the voice of America was always in the air they breathed. And from it they took heart, knowing that in that great land they would always be a part of that swelling cry for freedom, that no darkness could befall. For America never wavered in her pledge to one and all to stand by her conviction that no man could be free until all men live in a peaceful world where there is no tyranny. And so the walls came tumbling down. The great light lit up the night. The sleeping giant never slept and never gave up the fight that began at Concord in 76 and for more than 200 years steadfastly kept the lamp alive through blood and sweat and tears. Should America fail, the world would fail. If we should lose our light, the world would plunge to darkness, to endless, timeless night. God bless. 
freedom never sleeps. R.W. Hampton is an award-winning singer and songwriter, but joins us today as an American and a proud father of a Marine. R.W., thank you for joining us today. Oh, Gary, it's great to be with you today. Sure is. Well, you have uh, you have a new album that's coming out that's called This Cowboy, and there's some great songs, and we're featuring your songs today on our show because they right. fit so well with this occasion. Um, well, and the and, and the full title is This Cowboy, My Country. Tell us, tell us, R.W. about your son, and uh, and tell us about how this. Uh, album came about well you know there's a a variety of things but uh, in uh, 96 uh, when uh, my son graduated from high school we live over by Cimarron New Mexico and um, he was raised on a on a ranch and learned the cowboy skills early learned how to ride and rope doctor cattle and fixed windmills and the whole deal and uh but something turned in him and uh he he decided that he wanted to join the marine corps and so uh when he uh, graduated from high school we took him to Amarillo, Texas and he raised his right hand and swore to uphold the constitution and uh that's been almost 10 years ago now wow and I'm sure that he is he's seen his tours of duty. Well, he has. Uh he had uh when he uh, when he uh, first got uh well he he went to boot camp like everybody does and then he went to his uh he went to his uh, combat training like like all Marines do at Camp Pendleton. Um uh they uh they chose him for a presidential support duty. So, uh, and um, he told me, he told me one time, he said, Dad, now if you tell anybody what I was doing, I'll have to have you killed. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, when he, uh, the only reason why I mention that is because when he was finished with his uh, presidential support duty, traveling alongside the president um, during the Bush administration, they said, you know, you've got a top secret security clearance and you can do a lot of different things. So what do you want to do? And he says, you know what? I want to be an infantryman. That's what I trained for. I'm a machine gunner. So um, he uh, did a combat tour in Iraq and then one in Afghanistan as a weapons platoon uh, sergeant with uh, about 50 men under, 51 men under him. And, uh, but um, it was that pride in him, and I honestly, I, I got to know these guys, these uh, these kids that are men, uh, or these men that are kids, you know, what, however you want to. What it did was really open my eyes that uh, ever since the beginning of this country, our our wars, our, our uh, fight for freedom has been... Uh, been fought by men that are between about 17 to 22 years old. And uh, then there, of course, uh, before that was 9-11, and uh, 
you know, at the time there was, uh, or after that a ways, uh, they uh, were attempting to build a mosque right there at uh, by Ground Zero, you know, and right, uh, right. Uh, that just really angered my wife and I, you know, we just, uh, in fact, she's the one that said, we are not for sale, you know, and because um, we felt like there was maybe some money involved with the with the mayor of uh, New York and the governor and so forth, and all those things kind of rolled up in a big ball and uh, culminated in a couple of three different songs. And uh, then this project came up, this Cowboy My Country, this two-album project. Well, there, there, and of course, we're going to play several songs from the album today. One of those is uh, My Country's Not For Sale. Um, another that we're going to play a little bit later in the program is uh, Hell in a Helmet. And uh, uh, I, I'm sure that My Country's Not For Sale came about because of the issue with the mosque. But uh, talk to us a little yes. bit about Hell in a Helmet. Hell in a Helmet, because that's a powerful song. Well, thank you. Um, uh, the outfit that my boy had been with was the 2nd Battalion, 9th Marines. And uh, their logo, their call sign, the, the patch they wear on their shoulder, is a grinning skull with a, with you know wearing a helmet. And they've been around for quite a while. And... Uh, Close to the end of his deployment, my my wife, Lisa, had really uh, developed this uh, network with all these other 2-9 mothers and wives, and uh, all these ladies would correspond, and uh, and this great bond was built, and... uh, you know, they would say, well, have you heard from Billy yet? Or have you heard from so-and-so? I understood they got in a really tough firefight the other day. And then when the emails would go silent, we knew that they'd lost somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so everything would go dead for a little bit while they would uh, while they would uh, get a hold of the next of kin. And during that seven months, we have flags down at the end of our road. Have all of your baggage. R.W., R.W., are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, we we lost you. I don't know what happened there. We had. Well, I don't know what happened either. I looked down at I looked down at my phone, and the, my call was still going on this end. But uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I heard a. I heard a bleep sound, and you were gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the last that I. Now I'm. Now I'm listening to. Now I'm listening to see if the show was still on. Um, the last I heard was you were talking about Lisa, and uh, and the two one nine folks. Yes. Yeah. Right. They asked her to ask me to write a song about coming home. So, yeah. Are we on now? We're on. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? I, all I, you know, it's funny what you think about. You know, I, um, you, they talk a lot on the radio about you know, Big Brother's listening to us and 
I thought maybe one of us got hit by a drone or something like that. <laughs> but uh, we're we're both still here. But what here. I was saying was is that these uh, ladies uh, uh, that had loved ones uh, overseas uh, at this uh, forward combat post uh, asked Lisa to t- ask me to write a song about coming home because when those guys step foot in in the old good old USA, a whole other war starts. So, you know, and, and it's a lot of it's between, between your ears and uh, right, right, and and the difficulties. And so, basically, that song, those are every line in that is something my son has told me at one time or another. And uh, there's one line in there that says, you know, the heroes are the ones we left behind. And um, um, there's another line I've tried to ha- I've tried hard to tell them it's not me that's coming home at least not the me they used to know right uh, and uh, so it, it concerns all of that and what it's really been a blessing to me is I have performed this song uh, live is I've had uh, World War Two vets. Uh, although their numbers are, are going pretty quick, Korean vets, Vietnam vets, says, man, I don't know how you did that, but you really, really captured it, and uh, which is quite remarkable because I haven't been there myself. But but I really paid attention to my my son and what he was going through, and uh, when he when he did get home, and uh, uh, and that's how that song came about. Well, it's a powerful song, and again, we're going to be playing that a little bit later in the show. Um, another song that uh, that we're going to share with folks uh, is uh, later in the show is the Ragged Old Flag, and I think that's on that album as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, Johnny Cash did such a great version of that, and uh, <laughs> it's funny, uh, um when we recorded it, oh, gee, I just got into it so much, and and I was so proud of myself. And Lisa said, "Got to do it again." I said, "Why?" It was perfect. She said, "You sound too much like Johnny Cash." Oh but, my goodness! Uh, but <laughs> that was a compliment to me. Lisa, that was a compliment. You know. Yeah. But it's it's powerful, and you know, uh, not to, you know, uh, there's there's no way you could do it better than Cash did, but but. I know that I have some younger fans that have never heard it before, and uh, there's a great line in that. It says, she's in pretty good shape for the shape she's in. Pretty good and, shape for the uh, shape she's in. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a powerful song. We've got, um, uh, we've got a, a lot of folks that are on the show that have, uh, 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 are what I call ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Right, and, yes. Uh, one of the things, of course, you're extremely talented as a performer, uh, but uh, you're also giving back, not only in the music that you write and perform, but you're also giving back to a program called uh, Horses for Heroes. And tell us That's a little correct. bit about that. Well, um, yeah, that that you know, there's the Wounded Warrior Program, and then underneath that uh, is Horses for Heroes New Mexico, and a really good buddy of mine, Rick Iannucci, he's a, he's a former Green Beret, and uh, he just has such a love for these guys, uh, the, these wounded warriors, these uh, 
whether it be PTSD or, you know, the loss of a limb or whatever. And um, he's got a ranch down out of Santa Fe and a bunkhouse, and he takes these guys in, and he, uh, if he can, he puts them on a horse, and uh, and uh, he gives them, gives them something to do with their hand, like stretching wire and, and fixing the fence and, and working cattle. And... Uh, he, he his uh, program really uh, that he he, uh, he he tries to help them heal spiritually and physically as well, and uh, it's it's the whole package. And and he you know I think from his own experiences, just being outside was about the best medicine a guy could ever get. You know, uh, Will Rogers said that the best uh, the best thing for the the inside of a man's outside of a horse. And so that's what Ricky Anucci does with the Horses for Heroes. And so the part of the sales is going to go to that that cause because they, oh, they're right. really, yeah, they don't they don't receive any government funding or anything, and it's just to, by gifts. And uh, so so we're really, really pleased to be a part of that. Well, we commend you for that. Thank you for what you're doing to help these servicemen and women because their battle is not over when they come no. home. And uh, and we appreciate what you do both with your music uh, and with your contribution to help with the Horses for Hero program. And uh, uh, I know people are going to want to find uh, this Cowboy My Country. And when is that being released and where can they find that? It'll be in the stores and out on the street. Uh, they can pre-order it now through Amazon or iTunes. But uh, but on the uh, twenty the twenty eighth of October, uh, it'll be in the stores and on the street. And then, like I said, they can pre-order it now. And um, so uh, very soon, very soon. And. Uh, well, we're looking forward to that, and again, we appreciate you. I appreciate very much you taking your time to share. Um, oh yeah, no, this with is, us. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I did want to bring out uh, uh, that you know, when these guys and gals come home, uh, Gary, it's a new world. Uh, it takes them only several hours to get home. Right. You take you take you take the guys coming home. Uh, from the Pacific in World War II, I had a great uncle that was over on Okinawa. It took him about a month to get home. And uh, so I think, you know, uh, while they had while they had the same thing to things to deal with, um, uh, you know, I think maybe coming home a little slower was maybe sometimes easier. But yeah, uh, they come home so fast. And the the um, w- what I have found out is some of the sights and scenes and the things that they've had to do, um, some of the unspeakable things that they've seen. Um, you know, th- they don't bother them maybe right away, but a few weeks later they start creeping in. The demons start crawling in the middle of the night, and uh, so uh, we're just very sensitive to that and uh, want to support these guys and gals. Uh, in every every way that we can. Well, R.W., we appreciate you very, very much. We're going to be talking next with Jim Hutchins, who has a program called Warrior Family Retreat. And, uh, you know, the families need help, too. And um, 
Again, we oh, yeah. appreciate you joining us, sharing your music. Uh, appreciate what you're doing to help uh, financially with the Horses for Hero program. And uh, thanks so much for all that you well, do. Well, th- thank you for giving us a voice way out here in northeastern New Mexico in this ranch country. Say hi to Craig Cameron for me. He's an old buddy of mine. And then Matt's going to be there. I haven't met him, but if ever, good Lord willing, the creeks don't rise, I'm going to try to go down to Socorro, New Mexico, when he comes through and ride with him for a while. So, Well, uh, that would be great. We appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, we're going to listen to a great song that you did called For the Freedom. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with Jim Hutchins in Washington State. And uh, R.W., thank you again. Thank you, Gary. Talk with you soon. Adios, my friend. Adios. From my Osage home country The high plains soon will be there As the cottonwoods bloom Along the sleepy slow Cimarron Oh, how I wish I was there I'll bet Danny has grown A foot since I've been gone Little Katie turns seven this spring Just hold them and kiss them and tell them I love them Or who knows what tomorrow might bring Raise the stars and stripes for me Always remember It's for the freedom We love that I fight It's for the freedom We love that I fight Got a letter from Dad Some cookies from Mama Got the card that you sent yesterday Carry your picture in my left front pocket Sort of helps me when I am afraid Cause this desert's a hell When the wind blows the sand up The nights here are black, cold, and long But from what I can tell The folks here sure need us That's why I'm singing this song Raise the stars and stripes for me every morning Say a prayer for me each night Remember, remember Please always remember It's for the freedom love that I find for 
captain just came in and gave us our orders. I guess we'll be moving out soon. Just know that I love you. And if something should happen, you and the kids, dear, will know what to do. Raise the stars and stripes for me every morning. Say a prayer for me each night. Remember, remember, please always remember, it's for the freedom. We love that I fight for the freedom. We love that I fight. Jim Hutchins is the owner of the Northwest Natural Horseman, Horsemanship Center in Washington. But uh, more importantly, he has a program called the Warrior Family Retreat. And Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Gary. Well, we're glad to have you with us. And um, I did not ask R.W. this, but I'm sure that you remember where you were on 9-11 when those first planes hit the towers. I do. I was that's when I was still slaving away in the advertising business and I was standing in my home office and uh uh I heard about it on the uh radio I guess it was and I went what 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 the heck's going on but uh yeah no I remember that day very well Well there there was it's had an impact on all of us that um remember that day and and you know it came to mind that there's so many young people today that don't remember 911 um and the song that RW did was the last one that we did for the freedom uh is really from a serviceman that's writing back to his family and uh there are a lot of these youngsters that don't really understand why mom or dad might not be there talk to us a little bit about what the reason was for you starting the Warrior Family Retreat and um, and how that works. Yeah, you know, that, that song, um, uh, you know, got me all welling up inside, and I thought, oh, man, am I going to be able to do this interview now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, you know, the, what are you singing about there? The, the, stories are, the stories are so real and so, uh, so intimate for the families as well. Um, I originally started the program when someone came to me who had a program uh, where they were doing equine-assisted therapy for um, for vets, uh, and uh, you know I, I did that for a couple of years, and then you know I said to the folks uh, at the uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord out here in uh, Washington, I said, you know, my heart really is with the families. I mean, I, you know, I love what I'm doing for the soldiers and the sailors, and, but uh, it's the families that, to me, really get left behind. Um, because a lot of these families are, um, their soldier mom or dad uh, is in the reserves. They don't live on post. Um, they live out in the, just the regular community. 
And right. so there's not a lot of support structure out there. And especially for the kids, you know, they're just going to school with other kids, and those other kids have no concept of what um, they're going through. Um, and then, of course, we have families with young children who they they don't even know who their mother or father is because they've been gone so long. And right. when they come home, you know, mom or dad says, you know, go clean your room, and they go, what? Who are you? You're not the boss. <laughs> right. And right. Uh, so – uh, I really wanted to be able to bring the soldiers and sailors and airmen and bring them all together with their families so that they could experience some true healing with horses and also just have a great, fun time with family. Well, and, you know, you and I have spoken before. I know that you come from a military family, and and you have uh, you have siblings that are still in the service, I believe. Um that has to be a real personal thing for you there. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, I, and probably the most personal thing for me is um, the I grew up in a family of eight kids, and so um, and family has always been, uh, you know, a, a strong um, foundation for me, and I know how valuable it can be. And I also have seen over the years how a family that has uh, troubles and um, who's going through challenges, how much they really need the support of all of us. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. What, uh, Jim, what type of, what type of situations do, do you see when these families come in for this retreat that you do? Well, you know, they all come in smiling like everything's just fine and dandy. Uh, and, but we know below the surface there's some things going on. And when they first come, uh, we immediately put the uh, parents into uh, some uh, equine-assisted therapy sessions. Um, mm-hmm. And then things start to come out. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a, a, a young family. Uh, the mom was, I don't know, couldn't even have been 30. She had seven adopted kids. Her husband had been deployed five times, and uh, when she came, we said, you know, give us your children. This whole weekend is about you and your husband, uh, and this is time for you to reconnect and connect with others. And, uh, well, first she couldn't believe we were going to take all our children from her. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) But uh, she said to us, you know, this is the first time in five years that I have not had um, my children with me. Wow. Um, and so, we, you know, and it was a um, – not only did she just get, uh, you know, some real final relaxation and time away from the kids, uh, she was able to actually start to, to heal a little bit and, and spend more time with her husband. Um we also had a young man um, who was part of a blended family. Uh, he and his dad, uh, and then his new mom, uh, and her young daughter. Uh, and the boy is about oh, 14, 15. Uh, so, you know, he's obviously dealing with those challenges that come with being um, at that age. Right, <laughs> and, right. Uh, but he's also dealing with his dad, who was gone 
for a long time. And um, he, uh, so, uh, we, you know, when he came here, he was just quiet and alone. He'd go sit off by himself. He didn't want to really participate. And, of course, you know, we're not going to let him get away with that. So Right, right. <laughs> uh, so we brought him into the, you know, really brought him into the program and embraced, and he just loved working with the horses and loved this natural horsemanship that we do, uh, such that by the time he left, uh, you know, a couple of days later, he was smiling, he was happy. Um, their parents were going, they were from Portland area, and they were saying, who can we hook him up with down here in Portland so he can keep doing this? So just by this experience, which, you know, he probably said to his mom and dad or mom and step or dad and stepmom, probably said, do I have to go to this thing? Right, <laughs> uh, right. You know, he came and he found um, a real passion for for the future and, and, and something that really gave him um, uh some pride uh, and uh, some security. Now, I believe that you told me, too, Jim, that you have some uh, family activities that they do together. And did that involve some kind of an art project? Um, yeah, there's a couple of things we do. Uh, when they We have equine-assisted therapy sessions for the, the deployed service personnel. We have... Then they also have a session with their spouse, significant other, parent, whatever is most appropriate. Um, and then for the uh, teenagers, we usually have a, a, a session for them. But in addition to those that are um, um, therapeutic in nature, um, we try to put together some things where they can just reconnect as a family. And so one is this art project that you mentioned where the whole family has to work on one art project together. So they have to, um, this year actually it was um, uh, leaf imprinting painting. <laughs> and so oh, wow. they had to go out as a family. They had to pick out the leaves they wanted. They had to come back. Dad, Mom, and the kids all had to work together to create this piece of artwork uh, as a family. And the whole idea is to kind of rebuild that initiative of uh, work, you know working together in cooperation and 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 sharing something fun. And then we do the same thing uh, with the service personnel and their kids when um, when the non when the spouses are off doing their equine assisted therapy session. I create this um, absolutely ridiculous scavenger hunt. <laughs> to send them on, and so you know they got they got to go out there, and uh, you know some of these folks have absolutely no idea about anything to do with horses or <laughs> right, right, and or nature, uh, and uh, so you know they've got to pull out their iPhones and try and figure out well what the heck is this thing, and <laughs> then they've got to go around the 14 acres of the farm here and try and find it. So and you know I, I it's not a matter of whether they win or lose the uh the hunt uh it's the experience so when they come back they all get a prize they all have a great time and they all learn something about uh horses and about nature and about living on living the country life well that is great you know i'm i'm sure um 
there are probably some examples that come to your mind. Have you have you seen a change in the relationship between uh, spouses after going through this retreat? Well, you know, one of the one of the tough parts about this retreat is we can do what we can do over a three day period. Right. We often do not. Oftentimes, I never see these people again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they they move on, uh, they move on with their life. You know, they're they're, they're redeployed, they're um, uh, they're reassigned to another area. So um, there's a couple few that um, have uh, you know that I kind of keep in touch with, and of course um, you know Facebook. So of course the uh, the NWNHC Family Fund has a Facebook site. So. Um, so we chat back and forth with a with a few of them. Um, so you know the long term uh, benefits. You know I really don't get a chance to see, but right. I know that if I can do one little thing that makes a difference, that you know begins to bring that family back together. That's um, that's what I'm, that's what we're all here to do because I I don't do it on my own. Uh, I have a board of directors. It is a not-for-profit 501c3, and uh, without all the the board members and the volunteers, and uh, we'd never get this done. Right now, how can people become involved in in this? And and I think right now this is an annual thing that you do. Um, uh, yes, but, it is. Yeah, how can people get involved? If, if um, first of all, if someone wants to contribute to this fund, how can they do that? And then, if there are candidates, uh, families, um, to become involved in the retreat, how how do, how would they do that? Um, the easiest thing to do would be to go to the website. The website is n w n h c familyfund dot org. And uh, there you can uh, donate, you can learn more. Uh, and, of course, uh, we usually do the um, retreat over Labor Day weekend. So we just finished one a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, okay. And uh, as, uh, as we get closer to that time, families can go to the website and actually um, register uh, to be involved. Of course, they always can contact us and say, hey, put me on your mail list. Uh, and we'd be happy to give them uh, an update as soon as we have um, uh, announcements for when the next uh, retreats are going to be. All right. Well, that's great, Jim. Listen, give us that give us that website address again one more time. Yeah, it's nwnhcfamilyfund.org. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for uh, for your contribution to help these families because. Um, as R.W. said in that uh, song that we'll play a little bit later in the show, uh, our servicemen and women don't bring everything back. They're not quite the same people. And so to have a program like yours to help these families uh, mend and heal and reconnect and have some time together uh, is just a great, great program, and we appreciate very much your efforts in that. Hey, it's it's absolutely my pleasure. Well, appreciate you taking the time to join us and uh, look forward to talking with you again soon. And we're going to uh, be talking with Craig Cameron in just a moment uh, about his contributions through his Guts and Glory ride. 
And we're going to leave with R.W. Hampton's My Country's Not for Sale. And, Jim, thanks very much again. Appreciate you. All right. Bless you all. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. There's a trail of blood Back through the sacred halls of history Follow it back To where our fathers fought and died Across the way See the crosses on the hillside On the wind Hear their voices as they cry We gotta get back To the faith of our fathers and find our way back To the liberty bell and never forget That old flag and all she stands for It's time to rise up and say this country is not for sale She's not for sale From Valley Forge they're calling Not for sale From Gettysburg they cry From Bella Wood To the battle for Fallujah She's not for sale No, not at any price There was a time When we all stood together, there was a time When by fire we were tried But we've lost our way It's a way that costs so dearly It's not too late to saddle up and ride We've got to get back To the faith of our fathers and find our way back To the liberty bell and never forget That old flag and all she stands for It's time to tell Washington my country's not for sale From the Alamo to the sands of Iwo Jima From Normandy to the Chosen Reservoir Back to Bataan To the mighty Mekong Delta From the Helmand Province To the Solomon's bloody shores They cry, we gotta get back To the faith of our fathers
Cameron is one of the best-known equestrians and clinicians in the country, but today he's joining us because of an event that he does, the Guts and Glory Ride, which is to benefit Special Operations Warrior Fund. And, Craig, thanks for joining us on the show. Well, I appreciate uh, getting a chance to be a part of it, and I'm excited about, uh, you know, what we're doing here, you know, uh, for our guys that fight for our freedoms. And, you know, like we always say, uh, freedom ain't free. So I think people need to remember that. And, uh, and again, this is a good way to get involved with what we're doing here, Gary. Well, I appreciate you being on the phone. And, by the way, Craig's up in Jackson, Wyoming, said he was freezing, and he's on a cell phone and holding his mouth just right to stay on the line. So, um, uh, Craig, talk to us a little bit about uh, why you got involved with this Guts and Glory ride, because last year was your first one and the next one's coming up. But what was the reason that you got involved in this? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I've always been a big believer in, in America and what it stands for, and we have a great country. You know, if you're willing to work, you can get anything you want. That's the American dream. But to keep it going, we've had to fight for our freedom uh, on many fronts, and, uh, you know, I've always wanted to give something back. And so uh, I met a guy named Tom Arthur. I talked about uh, doing something. He said, well, I've got the perfect people that will get behind you, a great cause, and it's called Special Operations Warrior Foundation. It's the number one charity right there. Ninety-six cents of every dollar given goes right back to our warriors and their families. And when we say special operations, Gary, what we're talking about are Green Berets, SEALs, Rangers, the guys that go in first, do the tough job, and, uh, you know, if they've been killed or hurt or wounded or maimed, uh, the money goes to these guys, and this is a great foundation. So, you know, I wanted something to give back. And I thought about this 100-mile ride where people could actually come and ride for me, make a donation either by writing or telephone, anything. And we'll take anything from a dollar to $10,000, whatever they want to give. And we want them to remember that in this is a charity that 96 cents of every dollar goes right back. I don't keep a penny uh, of it myself. So it's a worthy cause and a, and a fun way to give back. Well, it's a great cause, and, and I was doing a little research on this uh, yesterday. This was started back in 1980 after uh, uh, a somewhat unsuccessful rescue where there were 17 kids that were left behind, in, uh, I believe, in Iran. Uh, and part of that money that's raised goes to help with their education for these children, for our servicemen and women. You know what? That's one of the best parts. Uh, these guys, these special operators, we call them, there are elite soldiers, and they really go out on the edge for us. And, yes, the money goes back. Uh, again, if they've been killed, it goes uh, to, you know, or wounded. The money goes to their family for these kids, for their education. It's a great cause and a great charity, again, called Special Operations Warrior Foundation. And, you know, we do this 100-mile ride, and, uh, and then Friday night, <clears throat> the second day of the ride, we have an auction where people can give stuff a lot of cool stuff up for sale that people can buy, and it's going to be again in uh, right in Stephenville, Texas, and uh, so it's going to be a great event, and the, the dates of this event are November 6th, 7th, and 8th, so if they want to get involved, they can go to CraigCameron.com or go to Special Operations Warrior Foundation uh, to get involved, to ride, to give a donation, but I mean, I'll tell you what, this is, this is a great cause, and I'm so excited about giving something back. 
Well, you have you have quite a few celebrities that ride with you, and you shared something interesting yesterday when we talked, and that was that the news media was going to cover your ride last year, and, and they, <laughs> they 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 kind of wimped out on you, didn't they? You know what they did wimp out. We uh, norther blew in, <clears throat> kind of a freak norther, and we had some really bitter cold weather. We were riding straight north, right into it. Uh, the media called me and said, "Well, you're, obviously you're going to call the ride off." I told them absolutely not. Our special operators, they work in all kinds of weather. They don't always get to choose. I said, we're riding on. You better believe it. And so we rode the whole 100 miles. And I'll tell you what, it was tough. But every minute I kept thinking about our guys out there in the trenches, you know, laying it on the line. So I felt like we were doing the same to give something back to them. So it really worked out well. All right. Well, and that's and, and we want to remind people again that is the guts and glory ride November the sixth, seventh, and eighth. They can go to craigcameron dot com and they can make donations in any amount there, and uh, and get out and ride with Craig. Uh, he's oh yeah, ride. they want to ride. They they can ride one day. They can ride two days. They can ride three, or they just might want to come to the auction dinner that which is just fabulous. Last year we had Red Steagle. Uh, Don Edwards, uh, world champion bull rider Jim Sharp. We had world champion the bareback rider Bobby Moat. We had an uh, incredible uh, songer, singer, uh, Gary P. Nunn. So, again, you never know who's going to show up there. We had Ted Noose, another world champion bull rider. So, you know, it's a blast, and the country is beautiful that we ride through. So, again, you can get involved in any way, just helping us move trailers or just come out and uh, – um, just make a donation. So, again, it, it's a great event, Gary. And, uh, again, I'm proud to be riding in the front uh, for our soldiers that, again, have laid it on the line. Well, we appreciate you, Craig. Appreciate you uh, uh, giving back and taking your time to do that. And uh, we would encourage people to visit the website, craigcameron.com, make some donation to the Guts and Glory Ride to help Special Operations Warrior Fund. And, Craig, we have on the line right now that's waiting to come on in our next segment a young man who has served and is riding right now all across the country on his long trail home ride. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I know about this guy, and I want to get a chance to meet him and ride with him. I'm really proud of him. Be sure I and tell him I said so, and that I want to get a chance to tell him, my, again, my door is open to him any time. And uh, getting really proud of this guy. So, again, uh, tell him to keep hanging tough and uh, stay on the trail, and I'm going to absolutely see him somewhere on the trail. Well, he actually can hear you right now. He's he's on mute, and he's, he's listening, and that's Matt Luttrell. And, uh, Craig, we appreciate you again so much taking the time to join us. And uh, all of our previous guests have stayed on the line to listen to you and to listen to Matt. So we've got R.W. Hampton that's still on the line. And he can hear you. is still there. He's he, a good friend of mine, and what a talent. And uh, his heart's always in the right place. And, Matt, again, uh, sending you the best. And uh, let's, let's cross paths soon and keep up the good work. What a great call. Well, thanks again, Craig. And we're going to play Hell in a Helmet by R.W. Hampton. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Matt Luttrell. Craig, thanks again. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Gary. All right. Bye-bye. That transport chopper's loading up to take us to the plane. 
Me and my boys are good as gone After seven months of living here And dying side by side What's left of us is finally going home Mom and dad are waiting Big sis and brothers too And I know what they'll expect to find I don't want to disappoint them But we just did our job The heroes are the boys we left behind We're hell in a helmet And they call us justly so We're fighting sons of bitches all the way Put our faith in heaven and the ones that watch our backs Devil dogs till our dying day Marines till our dying day I've tried hard to tell them It's not me that's coming home At least not the me they used to know And there's no way of explaining how I hate this dirty place Yet how I'm gonna miss it when I go There's a pretty woman I will meet with a baby in her arms Born while my buddy was at war Now how am I gonna tell her why I didn't bring him back I've never known anything so hard We're held in a helmet and they call us justly so We're fighting sons of bitches all the way Dogs till our dying day, Marines till our dying day. There's a girl who'd come to see me if I'd only call her up. Got a letter said, Oh, how I'm missing you. But could she ever love a fighting man with only half a heart? The heart is broken right in two So I'll take comfort in good whiskey Read my Bible and I'll pray But my heart and soul is a half a world away To those dusty streets and dope fields Where my brothers bled and died And where the better part of me must stay We're held in a helmet, and they call us justly so. We're fighting sons of bitches all the way. We put our faith in heaven, and the ones that watch our backs, devil dogs till our dying day. Night 
to the plane Me and my boys have loaded on And after seven months of living here And die side by side What's left of us is finally going home young man who responded to the events of 9-11 and today is traveling the long trail home in support of his brothers and sisters and Matt welcome to the show thank you I'm glad to be here well glad that you could take the time and join us and um, where are you today at the moment we are about 10 miles west of Clovis New Mexico along highway 60 and and I'm sure your weather is just great out there. You know, it, it really is. I, I think it's supposed to start storming tomorrow. I think our high tomorrow is in the 50s and rainy. And, uh, you know, I, I heard a little bit of Craig talking about his ride last year. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's a sickness that we have, but I love riding in that stuff. Oh, wow. Especially for what we're doing. Um yeah, you know, kind of the the worse it is, the better I feel about that. You know, we're we're actually earning it for these guys, which is which is the point. And I don't know. Well, maybe, uh, maybe brains are just a little twisted. I don't know. Well, probably prob- <laughs> probably so. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Hey, listen, uh, Matt. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your service, and uh, what were the events that led up to you making the decision to to do this ride. Well, I, a, a little of my background, I uh, went into the Marine Corps December 2001. Uh, I, I remember talking to my recruiter 13 years ago today as just a 19-year-old kid, you know, saying, what do you need me to do? And, uh, you know, I, I shipped out then a couple months later, went to boot camp, and it, it was uh, a very special time, I think. 13 years ago at Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San Diego. I think there's a lot of guys that joined later in the day, 13 years ago today. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was a special group that went. We we all knew what we were doing, and we we went to go answer a call that was that was called and we did and uh you know guys that joined the marine corps infantry 13 years ago today it did it with a reason and it it wasn't for benefits or school or any of that it was they uh we we went for a reason so where where were you matt when those planes hit that tower and and uh what was on your mind you know later on as you found out it was an attack I, I remember I was uh, at my mom's house and uh, when I found out it was an attack it was 
it was infuriating. It, it was absolutely infuriating that somebody would attack my countrymen like that in such a cowardly manner. And they are cowards. And, and I hope they're listening. I, I hope they can hear that this Marine will still call him a coward because they are. And I think every Marine out there would call him a coward too. And to, to, those events led us to the wars that were that we're in today. And, um, it, it was it was a changing deal, but I, I think this country is still strong. I, I I believe in this country, and I think we're we're stronger after the fact. Well, I, I know that I know that we're a strong country. It, sometimes it doesn't seem like it, but. Uh, uh, you know, you've been traveling for several months now. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and, and yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about why that you decided to do this ride. But uh, just mentioning the strength of our country as you've been traveling since May, uh, what have you seen? What have you learned from the folks that you've encountered out there? You know, I, I, what I've learned is we, we've stayed with over a hundred people along this deal. Um, you know, there's, we've stayed at some rodeo grounds and, and public places, but the vast majority have been people's individual homes. They, they brought us into their house, you know, and, and we, we sleep outside on the tarp. Um, we don't sleep inside, but, you know, our, our horses graze their grass. They, they feed us. They, Take a, let us take a shower and they wash our clothes for us and and they're they're not doing it for any of us or the horses even they're they're doing it because they believe in what we're doing and they believe in who we're doing it for the 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 people where we've been they you know we we see so much just lip service being paid. You know, a yellow ribbon bumper sticker kind of patriotism where I did my part. These people that we stayed with, they bleed it, they live it. They are the true silent majority in this country of people who are damn proud, damn proud of their country and, and proud of the men and women that have gone and fought for it. And... There's there's so many of them that they they want to do something to help, but they just they they don't know what to do. Right. They don't know how how to help, and I I think that it's uh, that's part of the problem with so many of these guys coming back having a hard time. Um, they they feel forgotten and left out in the cold, and certain agencies kind of have done that, in my opinion. But their their countrymen care. They, they right. just aren't quite sure how to show it. Well, and let's talk about just a minute, uh, Matt. The 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 reason and where where you were in your place in life when you made the decision. What was going on with you just before you decided to do this ride? How long had you been back well, home? I'd been back. Oh shoot! How long? Too many years to count. I, I got out December of five. Got out of the Marines December of five. Uh, my last tour was uh, to Ramadi uh, 
fall of four to spring of five. And uh, so I've been back since, yeah, I want to say April 2005, back in the uh-huh. States. And uh, I want to say it was uh, January 2013. Like, so many guys, we, we lose, according to VA statistics, um, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. 22 a day. Mm. And there, there's only 22 states out of the union that report that, not including Texas or California. And I, I think we can easily assume the number to be 50 to 70 a day. Yeah, just um, because they're underreported, they're not reported. Right, right, exactly. And especially with Texas is such a, a huge veteran state that with them not reporting, I mean, they're, they're worth a couple states anyway. And it, it's it's a it's a travesty and it's it's one that I was almost a part of. I I sat there one night looking at a pistol on the table in front of me, and wow. I I came real close to picking it up. Man, you know I I I didn't do it. I I couldn't leave the brothers that I fought with behind. I I couldn't let them. I couldn't go through everything that we'd been through and then come back and ditch them back home. Right. And, and make them go to a funeral when they didn't have to. So I, I chose not to. And I uh, I went to bed and woke up a few days later and I, I just knew that I was doing this ride. I, I don't know how, how to explain it, but I feel like the ride was going to happen and it somehow picked me. I don't know why it picked me, but it, it did, and you know, I, I kind of followed my gut on it, and we we made it from the Atlantic Ocean to west of Clovis. So we're we're doing something, you know. We we slug it out. Um, every every horse track that we lay, which we uh, we determined if if me and Raymond. That's a guy that's riding with me. If if we're both riding and ponying a horse, we lay one million five hundred and thirty six thousand horse tracks in a hundred miles. Oh wow! <laughs> we, we I never thought about it that way. Never. Yeah, I never thought about that that way. But, but uh, every horse track that we lay down, from from my opinion, is to show these guys out there that we still care that we're still fighting, that we're still slugging it out every day. And and these hundred plus people that put it up is just a fraction of the people that care about them, that haven't forgot them, that appreciate what they did. Because there there was a call and and these people answered it. And yeah. Let, let's let's they, talk about let's talk about the purpose of the ride because you're raising money for the Semper Five fund. And 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 let's talk about that. First of all, if someone wants to contribute and support you in this ride, how can they do that? Uh, they they can either go straight to the Semper Fi Fund website, which is the SemperFiFund.org, and there'll be different fundraisers on there, and you'll see the Long Trail Home on there. Or you can go uh, to the Facebook page that I set up for the ride. It's the Long Trail Home on Facebook, and. Uh, that there'll be a link posted at the top uh, where you can follow the link and donate directly to it. You can mail a check in to the Semper Fi Fund. 
Um, I, I'm not taking money myself. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid looking like a drug dealer going down the road at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, the, the Semper Fi Fund was, was started by a group of Marine Corps wives, and uh, it, it's near and dear to my heart because I, I'm a Marine, and it's a Semper Fi, and I am absolutely 100% biased when it comes to the Marine Corps. But it, it does benefit all branches of the military, and 94 to 96% of every dollar raised gets to the guys that need it. Um, oh, that's cool. And, and they, they help them on an individual basis. There, there's no blanket programs. Like, here's a beer koozie. You're all better now. It's They they talk to these guys, find out what they need most, and, and they help them with what they need most to, to get better. And... Uh, that that that's what matters. That that's what counts. That that personal relationship that they develop with these guys and gals, obviously. Well, we've got to change those numbers uh, and the numbers that we don't know about because people do care about our servicemen and women. They they respect the uh, uh, service that they performed, and uh, and of course, I don't know if you listened to a little bit of. Um, Jim Hutchins, but you know we have to reach out to the families as well because not only does it affect our servicemen and women, but it affects their families too. And oh, I'm absolutely. sure that some of that money goes to help uh, that's raised by the Semper Five Fund as well. Um, got a question, and somebody asked me to <clears throat> to ask you about this, and you and I talked about it just a few minutes the other day. Um, how long before you complete your ride? That wasn't the you question. Know, it, There's another one after that. <laughs> it, it, it's tough to say. We we left the the bus schedule back in North Carolina when we took off, but right. uh, it, you know, it, it's one of those things. We're thinking sometime mid December, um, but we'll know a little bit more the closer we get to it. Um, but that that roughly that's what we're thinking. And and where will you end up? Uh, Camp Pendleton, California. Okay, so you you are very likely to to encounter some of that great weather that said inspires you a little bit before you oh, get yeah, to California is. in December. Yeah, we we should be hitting it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I expect so. I expect so. Um, here's the question: uh, What's what's next for Matt after this ride is over? Like. Uh, like the title implies, I'm going home. <laughs> and home for you is in Colorado, isn't it? It, it is. It's in Elbert, Colorado. You know, I, I'm a horseshoer. Um, that, that's what I do for a living, so I, I need to get back to work. But I think I'm going to try to figure out how to, you know, make as much of a living, kind of split time underneath them and on top of them. So, there you go. And, there you uh, go. You know, Maybe try to incorporate something, you know, doing something with vets and, and horses, and and uh, we'll, we'll see. There's yeah. there, there's a lot of miles between here and California, so we'll, we'll see. You've got happens. you've got some time to think about that. Hey, I've got a I've got a New Mexico uh, cowboy that uh, has been listening in. And uh, I think he wants to say hi to you. I'm going to bring uh, R.W. Hampton back on, and uh, 
Uh, I think he's got a proposition or something. Let's see what R.W. R.W. got you back hey. on the line. Yeah, I'm right here. You're <laughs> yeah, say hi to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, hey how, how are you? you? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, I, I'm a Marine Corps dad. Once a Marine Corps dad, always a Marine Corps dad. And uh, uh, I'd I like to... Uh, I'd like to join you. I'm I, I'm kind of like you. I don't know what's going to happen between now and the time you cross the interstate around Socorro, New Mexico, but uh, good Lord willing, the creeks don't rise. I'd like to come down and join you for a while. That, that'd be great, and I'm actually trying to get something uh, around Socorro. Uh, right. I, I, I was listening to Craig talk about the, the media kind of, you're wussing out on his ride, you know. Right. We've been trying to get a little more attention for for this ride, and so I decided that I'm going to invite as many riders as we can get to come and meet us in Socorro, New Mexico, on uh, October 3rd and ride with us. And, right. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll, I'm trying to get as many riders and as, as wants to come. And, and uh, well, I've got, I tell you, I've got. 45,000 Facebook fans. We'll put it out on that and uh, see if we can't uh, we can't get quite a posse to go along with you. I'd, I'd be honored. And any other time you want to come along, we will be somewhere on the north side of Highway 60 heading west. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I, m- my wife has been following your progress and... Uh, I don't I don't do the computer, but she tells me every night what you've been up to, and uh, so, and like I said, good Lord willing, I look you in the eye and shake your hand in person. I I'd sure like that, and I I got to tell you that that song that you wrote there, the Marines aren't supposed to get a little choked up, but that one kind of did it for me. I that I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I tell you what, that's the best endorsement I could ever have right there. Yeah, that that was not a whole lot of words to go along with that, but that that one struck a chord. Well, thank you. I I just I just want to give folks a little bit of a glimpse of uh of uh of what goes on, you know. And uh um I tell you what, we're 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 uh, we're we're all in for you, my friend, and uh uh hope hope we'll see you here pretty soon. I do too. All right. Well, listen, R.W. I, I, I sure appreciate it. You bet you, my friend. R.W., Semper thank fi. you. <laughs> Semper Fi. All right. Thank, thanks, R.W. You bet you, Gary. All right. Well, Matt, you've got a lot of supporters out there. Uh, you know, R.W. will rally his troops, and we're going to continue to try to make people aware of, of your ride as you travel. And, um, Encourage folks to join up October 3rd in Socorro, New Mexico, and ride and and see if they can't raise some money to help uh, support the Semper Fi Fund and and your brothers and sisters out there. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll be putting more details as they're forthcoming there on the the Facebook page. Uh, as of right now, you know the third to Friday, so I was going to invite people to come out uh, the third, fourth, and fifth and ride with us, and we're. Uh, uh, we're we're going to scale back from our normal about 20 miles a day to about 10. So 
it, we won't be going for guts and glory. We'll be going for a little easier than that. But, uh, if Craig wants to come along, he can sure do that too. I, I got to tell you, that's kind of crazy that Craig Cameron's heard of me. Oh uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Well, I tell you, there are, there are a lot of folks, um, Matt, that uh, and, and that's what this show is about. You know, there are a lot of ordinary Americans that uh, respect and honor our servicemen and women. And they want to do what they can to help. And so if you feel like you're not being appreciated and you're being ignored there, as you said, there are a lot of folks out in the country, uh, across the country, that that uh, hold you and your fellow servicemen and women in very high regard. And uh, we appreciate your service. We appreciate this long trail home that you're doing to help make people aware and to raise money for the Simplify Fund and to help our servicemen and women. And um, we'll continue to follow you as well. So I want to thank you again for taking the time to be with us and uh, and visit on the show. Um, Absolutely. Some great folks out here, and uh, uh, you've got a lot of support. And uh, we'll keep following you and um, wish you the best. And do a lot of thinking as you're traveling out there to California because there's a whole lot of life and living to do when you finish oh, yeah, this ride. Is. Yeah. Yep. Well, listen, thank you again, Matt. I appreciate it. And uh, we've got a gentleman on the line that is uh, that we're going to talk with. Sam Hubbard has just completed his One Nation ride. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, Matt, you've ridden from the east to the west, and he started in the west and rode to the east. It's amazing you didn't pass each other somewhere out there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, thanks. I, I, I sure appreciate it. I need to climb back on a horse and make some more tracks today, but I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here and, and uh, tell the story of the ride. I, I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, my friend. Talk with you soon, I hope. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thank you, Gary. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Sam Hubbard and about his One Nation ride. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit. And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. And he said, have a seat, son. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night Francis Scott Key sat watching it, writing, oh, say, can you see? It got a rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. And she got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee and Beauregard and Bragg, and that south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp 
and lo, a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving her back here at home. In her own good land, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands has been scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in pretty good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before, and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning and we bring her down slow every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up just right. On second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Sam Hubbard is an American who has ridden across the United States carrying that grand old flag, our symbol of freedom, and he's been meeting the people who are the strength and the backbone of this country in his travels. Sam, thanks for being with us on the show today. Hi, Gary. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, you have uh, you've completed your journey and, and on the way back home, and uh, uh, this is kind of a special day, I'm sure, for you as well as it is for all of us. Um, but tell us about your ride and tell us about the people that you've met and, and the purpose for your ride. The ride I left, uh, I left Milton Freewater, Oregon, Northeast Oregon, on April 5th, and carrying the flag to the Atlantic Ocean. And the purpose was I wanted to bring some hope and inspiration back to this country, back to the people that are across the country, and remind them who we are—that that we're a lot stronger together, uh, we're we're a lot stronger as one nation under God than we are divided and fighting uh, about the little petty things that seem to get us caught up in life. And so, just to remind people to refocus and and uh, remember that you're an American citizen, and that's enough. We don't need have, we don't have to know everything of the detail about each other to be strong and to be brothers and sisters together. Um, so that was the the basic idea of the ride. And actually, Gary, I, I uh, got home last night. The horses are up on the mountain, and I brought Tucker down this morning, and we did a we did a ride into Milton Freewater, and uh, right down to City Hall, and then. Then down Broadway here, down to the little corner market, and that's where I'm sitting right now uh, doing this interview with you. Oh, that's great. That is great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it home safely. We did. It's been it's been an incredible ride. The the reaching the Atlantic and having the closing ceremony over there on the beach with the American Legion, and we had a gal there, Shelby Turner from. Uh, Liberty University in Lynchburg come over and she sang Star Spangled Banner on the on the beach as we turned the flag over and surrendered the flag to the American Legion and they they had to do the color guard ceremony uh, folded that flag up and then we replaced it with a clean new flag to to see wherever that one takes me next on the journey. Oh wow wow well talk to us a little bit about some of the folks that you've met and I think there was a special lady that you said you met somewhere. Um, whose son had uh yes i'll share that story you yeah. know it was, it was one of those times uh, and i was tired that morning i was coming down through riding through uh just come out of ohio and to parkersburg west virginia 
and riding along Highway 50, 50 it's a four-lane state highway, and, and it was fairly busy, and, you know, it had been a long trip, and, and it was one of those days, and I, I know Matt will understand what I'm talking about. It's one of those days where you just, you're tired. And I said, Lord, I need something. I need something today, you know, that, to help me out. And it's not like I was regretting or any any type of thing like that. It was simply tired. And shortly after that, a pickup truck pulls over in front of uh, the horses and I, and it pulls over the shoulder. And I'm looking in the back window, and there's a uh, Navy uh, uh, decal in the window, and and the sticker in the window says, keep calm and deets on. Well, I don't know if you know any of the listeners don't know of the, the Marcus Luttrell story, uh, Lone Survivor, but one of the, his brothers that died that day in Afghanistan was uh, Danny Deets. Wow. And so, so I, I read this on the back window, keep calm and deets on, and it got my curiosity up. Uh, a couple step out of the truck and walk back to me and ask me what I'm doing um, ask about my message. I share my message with them. And the gentleman wearing a veteran's baseball cap, uh, military cap, baseball cap, uh, reaches up and shakes my hand. He says, I'm Don Marsh. And he says, and do you know, do you know uh, Danny Dietz? And I said, well, I, I don't personally know Danny Dietz, but I certainly know who Danny Dietz is. And he said, this is his mother, Cindy Dietz. And I looked at her, and I, you know, it was, it was. I looked at her, and I, Gary, I just, I told her, I said, it's an honor to meet you, ma'am, and I'm sorry for your loss. And at that moment, honestly, I choked up. I, I know who Danny, De- I know what Danny Dietz did, and I choked up. I got a lump in my throat. I couldn't speak anymore. And Cindy went back to the truck, and she got me one of his pins, uh, the Danny Dietz Memorial Fund, to put on my hat, and she got me a uh, ribbon that says, uh, in honor of our brave hearts. Wow. So those rode with me the rest of the trip. But yeah, I've I've had I've had some amazing, amazing encounters along the way. Um up in uh just outside of Chicago, up in Illinois, I got invited to go to uh, Boots and Hooves at the Promise Equestrian Center. Right. And uh talk with those men and work with those men for three days. It's a program that combines horses with uh our military uh men and women with PTSD and it's nice because they actually they invite the families in on this uh in this program as well. Uh so the wives and kids were there. But uh you know, I got to give them an introduction to the horse and and I gave it to them from the, the point of view of the uh the emotions, the psychological part of the horse and uh, very, very moving. And a horse is very powerful in those areas and you can really reach pe- uh, people equi- uh, people quickly through the horse. And uh, so it was a very special time as well on the trip. I've, I could not have planned everything that took place that I've seen and, and been a part of and shared in. Uh, you know, God was in charge of this trip, and I'm, I just felt like I was sometimes just a spectator watching this take place and couldn't believe everything that we got involved in along the way. Well, you you learned quite a bit about the uh, American spirit and the American people as you were traveling. I did. And the American, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you. Anybody that's out there that's given hope, uh, uh, given up hope on this country, uh, you haven't met the people that I've met. 
the spirit in America is, is this patriotism is rising up and they're tired of the things that are happening to them. They're ready to stand up and stand united. And that's the message that I was bringing is we can do nothing alone. I myself can do nothing by myself. But together, if we're united, we're strong. We've got to remember that and we've got to move in that direction because we're actually the ones that own the country and uh, we're like the owners of a country that uh, are of a, we're like the owners of a business that forgot to show up to work and, and our employees now think that they're the owners. And yeah. it's time that we get together. It's time we get together with each other and, and uh, take responsibility for our country. Well, you shared something with me the other day that I thought was just very powerful, and and, and it had to do with um, our servicemen and women and what they have done and what they need to expect when they come back home. And can you can you share that? Yes, yeah, Gary, I'd be glad to. It's this is a thought I've had for years, and it's it, it actually the thought came to me in this as I watched our young men and women volunteer after 9-11, after that, the, the towers collapsed, I saw a surgency of, of young men and women joining the military. And, you know, at that time, I, you see them, you know them personally, you watch some of them lose their lives, you see friends of yours with PTSD, um, you, you watch this take place, and it occurred to me that we have, as civilians, we have a responsibility for this country. It's not just our military's responsibility. I, I watch these men go off to war and come home, you know, changed people. And the fact is, is we have got to step up. We have got to stand up as civilians and support them. I want them to come home to the same country that they left. Think, things are happening so quickly and things are changing. Our freedoms are being taken away so quickly in this country that it, it's quite possible that a person could go off to, to in the military and fight for our country and come home and not even recognize the country that they left. I don't want that to happen. That's the responsibility of the civilians is to make sure that doesn't happen. And I tell people, well, when I give talks, Gary, and I talk to larger crowds, uh-huh. at the end of the talk, at the end of the talk, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask our, our, our veterans uh, and, and uh, active duty military to stand up. Typically in a room, that'll be 10 to 15% of the room that'll stand up. And I, and I thank them for their service and their sacrifice and everything that they've done for us. And then I ask them to sit down. After they've sat down, I ask the rest of the room to stand up. And it's a huge crowd when they stand up. And I say, you know, we're not off the hook. If we as civilians don't do our part, it's like a slap into the in the face of the military. If we don't do our part, we're not going to have a country left that is that is 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 what these men knew and what they fought for, what our forefathers founded, and what all of our families and, and the patriots before us fought for to keep. So it's I look at it as the military is uh, it's it's their they do their job to protect us from foreign enemies, and it's up to the civilians of this country to protect us from domestic enemies, and we can do that together. Um, as a people, that is our responsibility. And we haven't taken our, our responsibility very seriously, and we haven't done a very good job at it to this point. But it's time to step up and stand up now. By doing well, that, we honor, we honor Matt, and we honor, you know, we honor everybody else that's in the military. Um, and we honor our country by taking that stance. 
Well, I think I think that it's time for Americans to stand up, uh, uh, take responsibility, take their place, do their part. Uh, our servicemen and women, our first responders, certainly have done that, and uh, and it's time to pay them back uh, in many different ways. But uh, making sure that they have a country that they need to come back to and they can recognize is an important part of that. It is. It is. You know, I was, I was fortunate enough uh, in 2002 to be able to go to Ground Zero. I took from our town, uh, I took one of my T-shirts from the fire department and some patches uh, from our fire department. I took them back there. And that was a year after um, after the towers were attacked. At that time, Gary, there was nothing but a big hole in the ground. Uh, they'd pretty much cleaned up the debris when I was there, but there was a, a hole. You could see the subway tunnels that all the underground pipes and everything that had come out of into that area where they'd just been sheared off and just gone. And it was a big, it was a big cleanup project. Well, there's fences all around that area. Um, keeping people safe, keeping people out of them. And then there's fences that are naturally already there that, uh, um, you know, around churches or around other buildings. There was not a spot on a fence that did not have some something of meaning, whether it was a stuffed animal, whether it was a card or a letter, uh, T-shirts, um, pictures of loved ones asking, have you seen my father? Have you seen my, you know, this relative? Have you seen this friend? These pictures were everywhere. Um, memorials just popped up. Just people just started building them everywhere around Ground Zero, and very, very moving, very touching to be there and to see that and, be, and to witness what was taking place. Um, I believe it's St. Thomas uh, Cathedral Church right there off of Ground Zero. Uh, their doors were open. They were a big part of the healing process and a um, big part of the, actually the rescue process during that time. And there's a lot of memorabilia there. I was back in 2011. I returned to New York uh, to Ground Zero. And the building had already begun. They were calling them the One World Towers, the, whoever was building it or whoever was in charge of it. But, but everyone in New York called them the Freedom Towers. No one was calling it the, the, the One World Tower. Um, it was the Freedom Tower. Right. And you go into you go into the the church there, and all uh, some of the a lot of the the things that people had left on the fences were still there. And you go in there ten years later and watch people. I watched them go through here and look at the uh, the memorials, and you see tears running down their cheeks. See, when you're in New York. And you talk to the citizens there, you talk to people on the street, whether it's a police officer, a construction worker, whoever, the person in the diner, every person there knew somebody that was in that that was in those towers that died that day. There was a friend, it was it was it was a, a friend's father, uh, uh it was, you know, an aunt, it was relatives, friends and family. Um they everyone there seemed to know somebody that, that had, had died in the towers. And so it's it's personal. It's still today, ten years later. Twenty, you know, what is where are we at here? Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen years. Thirteen today. years. Thirteen years later, 
you know, it's still very personal to them and still very moving. And, and it's a big part of, of a scar that's on that town and it's on those people and on our country. Well, Sam, I, I appreciate you sharing with us today. I appreciate the fact that you undertook this One Nation ride uh, because we have to be a united people. Uh, we need to come together. Uh, we have more things that are similar than they are different. We just need to have uh, uh, a unified country that, uh, as you said earlier, when our servicemen and women come back, they still know that this is America and it's the country that they left. And uh, I appreciate very much you taking the time to share your thoughts with us, and uh, we'll be looking for you and see where that new flag goes. That's going to be fun. You know, I'm, I'll go where I'm led, I'll go where I'm called, and uh, um, I myself am looking forward to see where that new flag goes. So hopefully you'll hear from us soon, Gary. Well, I look forward to doing that, and thank you again for joining us on the show today, Sam. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate you calling God bless our country. God bless America. Well, I want to say thank you to our special guests for taking part in this salute to our servicemen and women. And I want to thank them for their support of our heroes and their families. It's important. uh, Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And we want to ask that God continues to bless America.
Under God. 